welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Prince. Welcome once again to Morning Devotion on Saturday morning. We trust that this section with you will bring good understanding to God's word and set you up for a good journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to invite your family, share the page, and let's share in communion with the word of God. This morning, we're going to share a very interesting subject, and I know you'll be blessed. Let's share a word of prayer. I'm here with some of the church members, Francis, Emmanuel, Dr. Roland, and Jude. I pray that our fellowship time will be a blessing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We, we commit this morning's teaching and morning devotion into your hands. We pray that your blessing and your understanding will be made available to us. I pray that, Lord, we will live here revitalized, rejuvenated to walk with you in a better way and an effective way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this morning we are looking at the, a, a character in the Bible, a female character, a woman we all know in the Bible. We are looking at the character of Ruth. Ruth. Under the subject, Ruth, the picture of a determined Christian. The picture of a determined Christian. Ruth, the picture of a determined Christian. One of the challenges we are having in church is that many people are not determined. Not only in church, but in our society. Many people are not determined in life. And we are going to look at this whole story about Ruth and how determination played a part to pick her from where she was, take her through where she went, and brought her to the place where she should be. So um, if I have to ask my people here, what do you think determination is. What does it mean for someone to be determined? Rola. Pastor, it means uh, maybe not to give up. Not to give up. Okay. Ima? Um, your ability to continue to do something even though it's difficult. Your ability to do something. To continue, continue to do to something continue, even, though even though it is difficult. Francis? A strength of character. Someone showing a strength of character. Okay? Jude. Pastor, it's a firm decision to do something. It's a firm decision to do something. So, um, we are all playing along the same frequency. But now, I want to go into the, 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 the teaching and then we'll get... So, what other word can you use for determination? Perseverance. Perseverance. Persistence. Persistence. Purpose. Eh? Purpose. Purpose. Firmness. Firmness. Okay. So let me go straight into the teaching and then we'll get 
Um, and, and if you are watching us, what other word do you think we can use for determination? You can comment on it. I will see it, and I'll acknowledge your comment. What other words can you use for determination? Or someone who is determined. So to, to be determined is very critical in our work with God. To determine, to be determined is to, is to be determined to do something in accordance to what you feel within you. When we say somebody is determined, something is driving him that you can't see. So to determine to do something is to decide firmly, firmly to resolve and to make up your mind to do it at all costs. That is when a man is determined. When you say a man is determined to do something, is that that man has decided firmly, number one, that man has decided and has, has taken a resolution. He has resolved and has made up his mind to do something at all costs. When you resolve to do something, it means you are determined to do it without allowing anything to hold you back. Are you following the teaching? To resolve to do something is, it, is, is for you to de be, de be determined to do it without allowing anything to draw you back. And this character is so missing in the church. That it is the reason why people backslide. It's the reason why people miss out on their blessing. It's the reason why people miss out on their promotions. It's the reason why people miss out on their open doors. Sometimes we are so close, so close to a breakthrough and then we get discouraged. Sometimes we are so close to a miracle, and then we get discouraged. Just imagine the blind men who were sitting by the roadside when Jesus was passing. And they kept saying, son of David, have mercy on us. Son of David. And then the disciples were shutting them down. If they had kept quiet and had not, the, the Bible said they shouted them all. If they had kept quiet and had not continued shouting, they would have missed out on their miracle. Many people in church are not determined. They don't, we don't mean our Christianity. We don't mean to walk the Christian walk. We don't mean to walk our talk. We don't mean to be Christians. We are, we are attempting and at the face of adversity, at the face of any challenge, at the face of any opposition or obstruction, we just back out. Few people in church are determined. And you can even see it among church members. Somebody joins a church, a little challenge, another brother offends him, another sister offends him, and then they're out of the church. Even becoming a member of a church, you must be determined to be part of a church. Are you following me? Yes, sir. A little issue, and then they leave the church. A little issue, and they resign from the company. 
They are not determined to climb their career life. There are few determined personalities in life. But I pray that after this teaching, you will be so determined in life that nothing will stop you, nothing will withdraw you from what God has purposed to do with your life. Amen. We all need to become determined Christians like Ruth if we really want to get God's salvation and stay in it forever. You cannot remain saved if you are not determined to walk with God. You cannot remain fruitful if you are not determined to walk with God. So the Bible says that those that are planted, <laughs> a planted plant is a determined plant to remain in that atmosphere, to remain in that position. We must be determined to remain in the position God had put us. We must be determined to remain in the position God has put us. Yeah, many of us are not determined. Many of us are not determined. We, we believe we are sons of God today. Tomorrow we believe we are orphans. We believe we are blessed today. Tomorrow we believe that we are cursed. We believe we can make it today. Tomorrow we doubt. We have so many. We are wavering, but we must become determined. And tell somebody be determined. Be determined. Now, we are, let's walk through the character of Ruth and pick up some nugget of wisdom. Share the page. Invite a friend. Put it on your web page, your WhatsApp page, and invite somebody. The first thing we want to look at is that Ruth was a woman who was determined. Ruth was a woman who was determined. Ruth was a woman who was determined. It was, it was a determination. Now, I want, to, I want to emphasize on the kind of de determination that Ruth has. Sometimes I see people in church, and it's so pathetic. We don't have any determination. That is why we cannot even be consistent with our giving and our tithing and our prayer life and our love life and our faithfulness to the things of God. Many people are not determined. Many people are not determined. We do what we like. When we feel like doing it, we do things out of convenience and out of conviction. When a man is determined, he does things out of convictions. May you begin to do things out of convictions. Amen. Amen. You see a lot of people in church, plenty. We, we are in every revival service, shouting in every revival service, but we lack this character called determination. Determination. People will take an envelope and they will never redeem the pledge. Yeah. People try to win the soul. A little resistance, then they back out. It, it, is, oh, it was a determination, the root kind of determination it's a kind of determination that even misfortune could not destroy. This determination that produces results is a determination that misfortune cannot destroy. If you have a determination that can be destroyed by misfortune, it cannot give you any breakthrough. 
It cannot release the blessing into your life. It cannot take you to the blessed place. Ruth chapter 1, the book of Ruth chapter 1, verse 2 to 5. Give me a GNT quickly. Verse 2 to 5. Long ago in the days before Israel had a king, there was a famine in the land. So a man named Alimek, Alimelech, sorry, who belonged to the clan of Ephraim and who lived in Bethlehem in Judah went with his wife Naomi and their two sons, Malon and Chilon, to live for a while in the country of Moab. While they were living there, Alimelech died. Somebody say misfortune. Misfortune. Oh, say misfortune. Misfortune. So whilst Naomi and his, his husband moved to another town, the husband died. Alimelech died. And Naomi was left alone with her two sons who married Moabite women, Opa and Ruth, about 10 years later. Malon and Chilion also died. So Naomi lost her husband, and 10 years later, her sons also died. In a strange land. Today, the character we are talking about is about to be introduced. So Ruth also lost her father-in-law and her husband. Are you following me? So Ruth experienced a misfortune when she lost her husband. So you can see that it is an, an early loss. Because Naomi, her mother-in-law, moved to Moab with her husband, and the husband died. We don't know how many years. But 10 years after the death of the husband, her sons also died. We don't know how many years it took for when they went there, how old were their children, and when did they grow to marry. But all we know is that when they got married, when the husband died 10 years after, her sons also died. So that means Ruth had, had to lose her husband at a very early age. That was a great misfortune. But that did not kill that determination in Ruth. Her determination could not be destroyed by poverty and hopelessness. Those days, the women largely depended on their husbands for survival. Husbands were to work and bring food on board. So if your husband dies, it's a serious thing. That's why um, um, the Bible, when you read the Bible and widows come, you see that God takes particular attention. The scriptures have so many um, protective structures for widows. Because when a woman loses their husband, it's a big deal. So she was, she was going to face poverty and she was in a hopeless situation. Hopelessness. Her husband had died, but that did not spoil and destroy that determination. Why do we easily get discouraged? 
Why do we easily stop pursuing the things God has put in our heart at the face of even lack of money? Lack of money should not stop us, should not kill our determination. We may not have money today, but the money will come because the provision will be for the vision. You must, you must remain resolute. People change easily in our time. When there is no money, you will see it in them. When there is money, you will see it in them. When there is famine, you will see it in them. When they are jobless, you will see it in them. When they are believing God for marriage and it's not coming, you will see it in them. They cannot even walk well into church. They walk like the whole world is on their head. It's like they are, the, they are I am a misfortune. Don't give an excuse for your failure. Because people who succeeded met a lot of things. So when you see somebody succeeding, it's a man or a woman who has been able to triumph over many challenges. And I pray that, I pray that you will be a man and a woman who will triumph over many challenges. Amen. Amen. Ruth chapter 1 verse 8 to 13. And Naomi, please keep me in GNT. And, now, and she said to them, go back home and stay with your mothers. <laughs> so Naomi was telling Ruth and her counterpart, go back home and stay <laughs> with your mother. I mean, your husbands are dead. You see, poverty was eating the <laughs> old lady. She couldn't feed them and feed herself. They said, go back home and stay with your mothers. May the Lord be as good to you as you have been to me and to those who have died. And may the Lord make it possible for each of you to marry again and have a, a, a home. You see, this is another subject I'll talk about. When Naomi thought well about her daughters-in-law, may you be a daughter-in-law that your mother-in-law will love you so much. Amen. She had good intentions. She said, may the Lord do good to you as you have been good to me. There are some daughters-in-law, eh? they are bad, 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 bad. And there are some mothers-in-law, and these are tongue-talking believers. They mafia their daughter-in-laws and they come to church. Hallelujah. Look at hypocrisy. But look at the transaction between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Say, go and you should marry. They did, the mother-in-law, Naomi didn't say, you people have killed my sons and you are going to marry again. Wicked girls. No. She blessed them. Anyway, let me come back to my subject. So Ruth was in an atmosphere of poverty because Naomi said they should go back home. I mean, and then she will return to where she came from. He said, so Naomi kissed them goodbye, but they started crying. May you, may you have associates. May you have people who genuinely love you. That you know that as you depart from them, you are losing something that is very precious. Amen. Yeah. There are some people when they are living your life, you just have to know that and thank God. Because I let they were trouble. And there are some people when they are leaving you, you can feel it that I'm losing something. And said to her, no, 
Will you go with, we will go with you to your people. I said to verse 13, please. You must go back, my daughters. Naomi answered, why do you want to come with me? Do you think I could have sons again for you to marry? That means there's no egg left in me. Go and get a better future. Go back home, for I am too old to get married again. Even if I thought there was still hope, and so got married tonight and had sons, would you wait until they had grown up? Will this keep you from marrying someone else? No, my daughters, you know that's impossible. The Lord has turned against me, and I feel very sorry for you. This was the condition they were in. Ruth was faced with poverty and hopelessness. It was a determination demonstrated in practical action. Our determination, the root kind of determination, does not get destroyed in poverty, does not get destroyed in misfortune, and does not get destroyed in hopelessness. And it is a determination that is practically demonstrated. It's, it is put into action. It's not a demonstration in the head. It's not a, it's not a determination in the heart. When the determination will produce fruits, it must be put into action. Hey, resolution for the year. I will never miss church. I will always fast on my birthday. When we are doing 40 days of power, I will fast every day. When I'm going to buy a land. I'm going to do this. Have you gone to check your resolution? Today is first May. We are in the fifth month. What have you put into action? You were determined on 1st January, but 1st May, your determination still remains in your head. It is not the root kind of determination. Root chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. He said, but Root answered, don't ask me to leave you. Let me go with you. Whether you go, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Look at the determination. <laughs> your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. This was a Moabite buying into a new covenant. Wherever you die, I will die. What a determination. This is what we call loyalty. This is what we call faithfulness. This is what we call unflinging support, unflinging commitment, unflinging determination and dedication. Wherever you live, I will live. Wherever you die, I will die. And that is where I will be buried. May God give us people who will stand with us when we are in poverty and when we are in prosperity. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He said, may the Lord's worst punishment come upon me if I let anything but death separate me from you. This is a determination that was practically demonstrated. Practically demonstrated. This, you see, you say you pay your tithe every month. When some month comes, then you stop. You are going to stay pure and holy. When some temptation comes, then you fly inside. 
This one, they are according to this one. This is a sweet mistake. <laughs> you say you're going to buy a land, a little challenge. You say you're going to lay foundation for your, for your building. Why is it? You say you're going to go to school. No, you have not put it into practice. You are always praying. Shabala, 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 shabala. You are praying. It's good to pray, but it's good to put your determination into action because what you are doing with your hands is what the blessing you are praying for will progress, will push it and prosper it. Many people are in church frustrated because they have not de de demonstrated their determination practically. Number two, Ruth was a woman who would not be deterred in her decision. She was so determined in her decision. Loss of family, loss of parents, loss of nationality, loss of tribal identity could not deter her. What has deterred you? There are many Christians who are not stable because they are easily deterred by event. Events are made to happen. Every day something will happen. Every day something will happen. Every day something will happen. Bad, good, evil, it will happen. You can lose your job. You can lose your wife. You can lose your husband. You can lose your child. You can lose an opportunity. Somebody can betray you. Somebody can live your life. Somebody that you depended on will just live. Somebody can, can, can people will despise you. People reject you. Investment will go into the drain. These are events. Ruth lost her family, lost her parents, lost her husband, lost her nationality. She left Moab into another town. She left her tribe and was found in another tribe. Ruth chapter 1 verse 19 and 22. They went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived, the whole town became excited, and the women there exclaimed, Hey, this is this really Naomi? 22, 22, 22, 22, 22. This then was how Naomi came back from Moab with Ruth, her Moabite daughter-in-law. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the barley harvest was just beginning. So Ruth left her town, her country, her people, and entered into another town. She lost her family, she lost her parents, lost her nationality, but that could not deter, that could not destroy, that could not discourage her determination. The fear of the future, the fear of future uncertainties could not determine her, even from, com com from confirming her words with an oath. She confirmed her word with an oath. You saw it. He said, let's go to the verse 17. He said, wherever you die, I will die. And that is where I will be buried. May the Lord's worst punishment come upon me if I let anything but death separate me from him. A determination that provoked an oath. I am yet to see many of this type in the church. Yes, I'm yet to see. You must be determined, commitment, lawyer, faithful, stuck to what God has put in you. Be a faithful friend. Be a faithful boss. Be a faithful church member. 
Church work, be, be, have this character of determination. Be a faithful farmer. Yes. Is a plant that is planted. Is a tree that is planted. That becomes fruitful. Too many disloyal, unfaithful people in this generation. Too many. Too many. We all act as convenient people. And COVID has wasted it in the church. Everybody is going convenience. Convenience. And wherever convenience dominates, soon, soon, atmosphere dies. Because nothing new is best. Nothing new is best. Number three. Ruth, now let's look at the ending part of this kind of determination. You see why we don't see the end of our plans? We start things, we stop. We start things. The little challenge, we stop. The little challenge, we stop. We are not committed to anything worth speaking of. Gallivanting from church to church, ministry to ministry, prophet to prophet, pastor to pastor. You cannot commit to one leader. You are not determined. You are, you, are, you are living a world of so many options. Jack of all trades. Daughter of all pastors. Sons of all pastors. Member of all church. Amounting to nothing. When the son remains in the house, at the end of the day, the father said, everything I have. Is yours. Whatever you are doing with your hand, be committed to it. Be determined. Because challenges will come. Events will come. But remain a loyal person. Remain that word loyalty. It means be consistent. Be consistently consistent. Be determined. Many of us have lost our determination to be Christians. Our determinations to be great in future. Our determinations to be great church members. Our determination to be profitable people to the people who are around us. We have lost that zeal, that passion, that desire, that determination. Ruth was a woman who saw her dreams come to pass. Committed. Yeah. You want people to be committed and loyal and faithful to you, but you don't want to be faithful to somebody. Yeah. You don't want to be committed to somebody. It is cool for you to be committed to a friend, but it's not cool for you to be committed to a church. It is cool for you. You see... Commitment, determination, birth, responsibility. So Ruth says, I will go where you go. I will say what you say. I will live where you live. I will die where you die. And I will be buried where you are buried. Where are these kind of people in the church? And this were, this were words to a human being who has done good to Ruth. 
who has been there for Ruth, who gave Ruth the, uh, the, the opportunity to be a wife, who gave a platform to Ruth to be a wife. Now, Ruth stands before this Naomi. Where are these kind of people in the church? Where are these kind of people in our generation? She was not vowing to God. Self-righteous people. I am committed to God and not to a man. You are lying. You are not being sincere. I'm committed to God and not to a man. I'm committed to God and not to a church. There's no story like that in the Bible. Because somebody will lead you somewhere. <laughs> somebody will lead you somewhere. So Ruth was making a vow to Naomi and not actually to God. When Abraham sent Eliezer to go look for a wife for Isaac, he asked him to put his hand in between his thighs and vow to him. You see, this kind of thing, today I'll, I'll take five more minutes. I was in a meeting one day, and uh, you know, people say, oh, preach Christ, preach Christ, not you. Preach Christ, not you. Now, this is the truth. Every pastor preaches him. If you are Pastor Jude, you preach you. Though you are preaching scriptures, you are preaching you. If you are Pastor Emmanuel, you are preaching you. I will explain to you. And you are supposed to preach about Christ. Have you realized that? You can give the same scripture and topic to somebody, different people, and they will handle it differently. The way I will preach, the way I'm preaching this subject, I'm teaching this subject, you give it to another pastor, he will teach it in a different way. Because the secret is that and the truth is that you preach your content. <laughs> so by all means, by all means, if you're a Christian, you will fall in love with God through a certain man of God. Period. You are in love with God, but you will fall in love with God through a certain... That is why people say, oh, I love this pastor. It's not because he is a man. It's because he's preaching the word in a way that ministers to the person. So the person falls in love with the man. The world don't understand this, and many Christians don't think deep. Why are you following a man? Why are you following a man? There are some people that a certain pastor can preach to and they'll be blessed. They need that pastor in their life. They need that kind of ministry in their life. They need that kind of input into their life. There are certain wires. Eh? When you look at the electric wires on the electric poles, they are not the same size as the electric wires that powers the electric fan. Every body has 
a certain type of people they need around them. Are you following me? So Ruth was making a vow to Naomi. Determination. Determination. There are many things I can't share here because we are online. Determination. I need people who are determined in this church. Every single human being needs people who are determined to be with them, to support them. In challenges, you need people who say, I am standing with you. That determination is missing in the church. I have many mistakes. I have many weaknesses. You have many weaknesses. But are you not happy when you think about the whole world, over one billion, seven billion people, you are sure that there's one person, one person that will open her arms to embrace you, no matter the wounds on your body. And that is your wife. Every human being needs people like Ruth who will stick to them. Somebody will say, Naomi is cursed. Bad luck, mother. You killed my husband. You killed your wife. You killed your husband. You chopped her. You killed, <laughs> you went forward and you killed all of us, our husbands. No matter the bitter situation Naomi was going through, this Ruth was making a vow to her because maybe by revelation, she knew the God Naomi serves because she has been in the house with them. Where are the determined people in church? Why are you moving from church to church? Because a brother in the church offended you. Because a sister in the church offended you. I told you about the story where a man, a man came from another church and said, no, no, she came, he came to the church, he said, the Lord led him here. Nowadays, I'm very careful about those people. Because all those people who came to church and said, the Lord led me here, the Spirit of God led me here, they are no longer in the church. All of them. Oh, one time when we were in the classroom and we were praying, a guy came to stand at the window. When we finished praying, he walked to me and said, Pastor, God sent me to this church. The Holy Spirit led me here. He has, he's, he's, he's no longer in the church. So this guy just came from another powerful church around, and I saw him coming to church like three, four times. Then I was led to engage him. When I spoke to him, he was an offended Christian, boiling with anger towards his bishop, angry against the pastor, furious. And concluded that the pastor is a wicked, a bad pastor. And I said, hey, in the wrong place. You can't come and tell me another pastor is bad and I'll be happy. No, it's only a foolish pastor who will be happy. That a member is sitting in front of you and telling you another pastor is bad. 
and you'll be happy. And you will say, you there, you are good. So I sat him down, and I said, Jack, what is the problem? Eh, I was dating, I, have a, I had a problem with my girlfriend or beloved, and then uh, my pastor sided with a girl. And didn't handle me well. And I felt like he has disgraced me and blah, blah, blah. So the Lord asked me to leave. And then when I came to this church, I felt at home. I said, you feel in fire. <laughs> you are, you say what? You are angry. Because your pastor, your father intervened. Why are you offended with your father? Go back. Go back and go and apologize to him. And stay in your church. They've raised you as a leader. They raise you. You handle people. And you have left because you are angry. Master, go back. The guy was shocked because we were in a very young stage of the church. And no young pastor would have sacked such a person. A lot of pastors, young pastors, will, they will know that and say, God, you have sent a vessel. You have sent a vessel. I said, go back. Go. You are an offended person. You are dangerous. He went back. I don't know when he went back. He stopped coming to church. Last year, no, last two years, eh? last two years, we went for a camp, and when we had closed, or I was seeing one of the guest pastors off, and this is a man who was running to me, and some of you were there, who was there? Yeah, you were there, running to me, he said, Pastor Prince, Pastor Prince, I said, who are you? So I'm, 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 I'm brother so so and so because we were all like, I, I, I don't have to mention it, but you were witnesses of it. I'm brother so so and so. I was the guy who came to your church so many years ago when you were in the classroom and you sat me back to my bishop. I said, Do you know something? I got married to the same girl and we have three wonderful children and I have been ordained a reverend by the same bishop. I was angry with. But Ruth did not do no, Ruth. Ruth stayed committed, determined. And she saw the rewards of her determination. Her determination was rewarded with kindness. Ruth's determination was rewarded with kindness. Ruth chapter 2, verse 3. Hey, chapter 2, verse 15. Oh, chapter 3, verse 15, because of time. Boaz said to her, take off your clock, and spread it out here. She did, and he poured out almost 50 pounds of barley and helped her lift it up, her shoulder. Then she returned to town with it. She began to see prosperity. That was a rich man's farm, a rich man in town, now engaging Ruth. Anytime you are determined, the Lord will reward your determination. Amen. Amen. Ruth was allowed to claim from Boaz the duty of a kinsman. It's in Ruth chapter 3 verse 1 to 9 because of time. She began to enjoy certain privileges. And what could go to Boaz, they privileged it to him, privileged it to her. The blessings like the monthly Harvest that, that fruit they bring to Boaz. He said, oh, take it to Ruth. <laughs> Her determination. 
began to reward her. She was rewarded with a better marriage. When you stay committed with this kind of determination, you will be rewarded with a better life. Yeah. Your life will be bettered. You will enjoy blessings you never saw. Because at the end of your determination, you will receive rewards. May you be a committed and a loyal Christian in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why have you stopped tithing? Nobody checks on you. Why did you stop the church? Nobody was calling me to check up on me. The early church, nobody checked up on anybody. They served God with conviction, not convenience. And because I was sick and nobody called me. Did you call your pastor to tell him that you were sick? Your pastor is not a magician. Then you're angry. You go into your church again. They should bring a delegation to beg you. Oh, please, our daughter, please. We are sorry we are. Ah, child. Your determination. When will you stop becoming a test message Christian? If the church did not send a message to remind you of weekday meeting, Friday meeting, even Sunday morning meeting, you want to see a test message before you come to church. You are yet to know Jesus proper. Ruth chapter 4, verse 9 to 13. Then Boaz said to the leaders and all the others there, you are all witnesses today that I have bought from Naomi everything that belonged to Elimelech and to his sons, Chilion and Malon. In addition, Ruth the Moabite, Malon's widow, becomes my wife. Wow. This will keep the property in the dead man's family and his family line will continue among his people and his, his hometown. You are witnesses to so she entered into a better marriage, a better experience, a better life. This kind of de- determination, it will overcome every challenge and then it will enter into a better life. In conclusion, she was rewarded with spiritual blessings. Ruth's name entered into the genealogy of Jesus. One act of determination. These kind of characters in our days, we tell them that we say they are strong women. I don't want a strong woman. No. I don't want a strong woman. No. I don't want a strong woman. No. Eh. Then you will not have any kind of blessing. Determined. This was, I'm sure her parents in Moab discouraged Ruth. From following Naomi. Her friends will say, Bibi, Ruth, are you okay? You are young. You're going to a stranger. Following this witch, witch uh, uh, mother-in-law. Can't you see she killed her husband? Killed her husband and chopped her. You are following her. Even in your own country, she has killed your husband. And you are following her way. But her determination and her a spiritual blessing. Ruth chapter 4 verse 13. Quickly. Ruth 4 13. So Boaz took Ruth home as his wife. The Lord blessed her and she became pregnant and had a son. Ruth chapter 4 21 to 22. 
We are concluding. This is the family line from Perez to David. Perez, Hezron, Ram, Aminadab. Follow it. Follow it. Follow it. Don't go off. Nashon, Salmon, not Salmon fish. Boaz, Obed, Jesse, David. 22, please. Okay, to the next. Go to the next verse. Okay. Okay, so move from verse 22, from 20 to 21. 20 to 21. 20 to 21. Okay, so they measured this verse. Okay, so this is the family line from Perez to David. Perez, Hezron. So you see that Obed, David, Obed, Jesse, David. And it runs down. So go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. I want to show you something. So he said, from Abraham to King David, the following ancestors are listed. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Look at the great names. Judah and his brothers. Then Perez and Zara. Their mother was Tamar. Hezron, Ram, <coughs> Aminadab, Nashon, Salmon, Boaz. His mother was Rahab. Obed, his mother was Ruth. Jesse and King David. So that is the genealogy of Christ. When you follow, 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 you come to Christ. You come out to Joseph and then to Christ. So Ruth, by her determined act, action, she was engrafted into the, the, general, the genealogy of Christ Jesus, spiritual blessing. Without the display of this same level of determination that Ruth displayed, it is doubtful if we can finish the Christian journey well and fulfilled, since there can be a lot of temptations, trials, setbacks, and drawbacks. Let us learn this precious lesson from Ruth, and then we can have a fulfilled and a fruitful Christian work. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. The Bible says, So then, my dear friends, stand firm and steady. Keep busy always in your work for the Lord. Keep being busy always in your work for the Lord, since you know that nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. He said, give me the KJV for this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abide. So, steadfast and unmovable. This determination is steadfast and unmovable. I want you to pray in three minutes that Lord, give me the strength, give me the grace to be determined in the pursuit of what you have commanded me to do. Give me the strength and the grace to be determined to pursue my desires and my passions. Give me the strength and the grace to commit to do your instructions, to commit to be a Christian all the days of my life. Lift your voice and begin to pray.
May the Lord grace you. Lift your voice, lift your two hands, and ask the Lord for grace to overcome every challenge. Lift your voice and pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. Thank you that, Lord, we have made resolutions and firm decisions to pursue you, to pursue vision. No matter what will come our way, we will stay focused. We will stay focused on the promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Lord, the mighty clap offering. Thank you for joining. If you want to give an offering, the offering basket is being displayed on the screen. I'm Pastor Prince. Thank you for joining us. Join us to celebrate God for 10 years in this church. Our anniversary conference begins. It's running through the whole month. It's going to be all weekends. And tomorrow we are receiving... The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.